Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is the Cooperative Baptist Fellowship's Church Starts Conversation. We are bringing you stories from across the fellowship and interviews of people doing groundbreaking work of partnering together and renewing God's world. Ideas, stories, and innovation from church starters, pastors, and practitioners. This is Andy Hale. On today's episode, we're going to feature Church Works, CBF conference that's coming up on February 20th through the 22nd in Jacksonville, Florida at Hendricks Avenue Baptist Church. Churchworks creates a space for renewal and ministry through practices of creativity, community, and worship. And our conversation today will feature Josh Spate, Missional Congregations Resource Manager at CBF. If you don't know Josh Spate personally, most likely your church and yourself have benefited from his great work uh, from developing curriculum for CBF congregations, uh, from picking the best workshops for General Assembly, uh, to helping manage all of our various networks. Uh, Josh has his hands in a lot of different areas for missional congregations. Along with the honor of him, you know, occasionally wanting to call me friend, I get to work alongside Josh and his great leadership in our Church Works initiative, which we have coming up in February in Jacksonville, Florida. Josh, tell us a little bit more about Church Works. Yeah, so uh, as uh, you said, Andy, ChurchWorks is our annual event that we hold uh, typically the last week or the very end of February. And this year, or in 2017, coming up in 2017, we will be in Jacksonville, Florida, February 20th through 22nd at Hendricks Avenue Baptist Church, who will be our host. And this event, uh, which was previously known as True Survivor, has merged into ChurchWorks. Uh, is an event for Christian educators, those who serve on the church staff as uh, in the role of education for whatever age group that is and whatever role that turns out to be, if that's in missions or if it's in spiritual formation or however that turns out. And so uh, that's primarily the role church works has played in, the, in prior years. <clears throat> in, in the last two years, we have um, continued that, that preference for church works to be for educators in the church setting. But we've also utilized this as a place for our networks within CBF to gather. So uh, youth ministry network, children's ministry network, uh, chaplains, church starters, um, the Hispanic uh, and Latino network, um, any group that that comes around a common cause or a common reason within CBF, uh, we also want them to use church works as a a reason to gather as well. Um, And the reason we are doing that is because it's a smaller group that typically comes compared to General Assembly in June. And uh, it's usually a a little more intimate setting. And the schedule is a little less hectic than what you will find when we go to General Assembly. And so networks have more time to be together, to accomplish uh, work if they need to, or simply to get to know one another. And so we are are, are, are doing more within that area and um, 
look forward to what we'll do in Jacksonville and what's coming uh, with church works over the next few years. Well, I'm not exactly sure why we ever moved away from the true survivor name and transition to church works. I think we ought to start a petition to uh, rename the event back to true survivor. Yeah. One of the more brilliant aspects of Church Works is that it is a conference for all different types of ministers. So you don't just have your youth ministers in a room or your children's ministries or your music ministers. And I think because you have such a variety, it it allows for a fuller conversation. So tell us a little bit more about the intentionality behind having a conference that's for so many different types of ministers. Well, one of the things that... I like about church works is the, is the diversity among CBF ministers um, is we, we do try to engage typically those who are associate pastors on staff. Um, the, we, it's not that pastors aren't encouraged or not invited, but typically they, they are not able to come, but they do want their, pa- their associate pastors to come. And so we have a variety of ministers leading different roles um, and we also, like I said, we have church starters, we have chaplains, we have others who come as well. Uh, so you get a variety of conversations. It's not everyone doing the, the exact same ministry in their context. Um, additionally, we have um, young ministers, um, people who have just left seminary or have recently just started in, in ministry as a vocation. And we have ministers who have been doing, doing this work for 15, 25 years. And so we have those type of conversations as well. Um, which really adds to the experience and, and getting to know one another. Um, what also adds to it is uh, CBF Fellows, which is our um, cohort for ministers who have left seminary, finished, graduated seminary, and moved into their first years of congregational ministry. Um, they are required to be at this event as part of their two-year experience with CBF. And so that adds to the experience um, by having this group. Uh, so in February, the 16 members of the current cohort will be there as a part of the requirement. But it not only adds uh, to their experience, but their, their being a part of the, uh, the event adds to the experience for everyone else. And what we're seeing is because of uh, prior cohorts being a part of it, we're now in our third uh, go-around of, of uh, fellows, which Andy knows about being a prior fellow. Um, they want to come back, and um, they do their best to come back having been at church works, and if they can fit it in their schedule and fit it into their, um, the cost that they need to get there, um, they come back. And it's a, kind of a homecoming or a reunion for them with their, their cohort as well as to see other ministers they've made uh, connections with. So I think that's part of the diversity that we find in CBF at least. Josh, I think one of the best things you've brought to church works is you're thinking long term. You know, we attend conferences all the time, even the same conference, and year to year it's a completely different theme. Nothing's connected. Um, but you've really developed a lot of key themes that can connect to ministers exactly where they are, and even that broader conversation of different types of ministers. And one of the things you're considering for the next three years is a three year arc. So tell us what church works is going to look like for the next three years. Yeah, so as, uh, as we've been planning, we, we started a conversation um, early last year to look at where we were going to go uh, with ChurchWorks beyond just a year-to-year focus. And so we, the planning team that I work with, uh, we, we talked about what could we do to think beyond the year-to-year focus. And so we looked at a theme of, 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 of well-being, uh, of what it means to 
to, to flourish as a minister, to thrive as a minister, to thrive as a congregation, to thrive as a community. Those themes have been coming up in, in a lot of different places within CBF. Uh, you're hearing those conversations, particularly with the new Lilly Grant that we have within CBF Life that is helping uh, ministers regarding debt and uh, helping them uh, flourish and uh, find means to financially thrive. And so we're taking some of that language that Lilly has been using in other places, and we're thinking about that uh, in a holistic manner. So uh, in February this year, or February 2017, when we gather, our, we're going to focus on ministerial well-being. And we've invited Matt Bloom, who is a professor uh, research professor at the University of Notre Dame, and uh, he he has spent quite a bit of time in researching uh, well-being, not just uh, he's researching work and well-being in the workplace and how you thrive, not how you just simply earn a paycheck. And part of that research has been focused on flourishing in ministry. He is actually married to a minister. He understands the needs of the church and, and the different responses that are required by clergy. And um, he has uh, done a lot of research that Lily has used in the past. And so I think having him will be helpful to our group and uh, look forward to what he will do for us in 17. Uh, in 18, we are going to shift the focus to congregational well-being, and we uh, just uh, learned or we were able to just pin down that we're going to be in San Antonio at Trinity Baptist Church. They will be our host, and we look forward to going to San Antonio in 18 to have a conversation about congregational well-being. And then in uh, uh, 19, we go somewhere in CBF Heartland. Uh, we're still in conversation with Jeff Langford about the exact location. Uh, but when we gather 19, we will talk about community well-being and what does it mean for a community uh, to thrive. And, and, and on all of these things, we're going to tie in the conversation to talk about the minister, the church, and the community, and how all of these tie together. And, and how do you invite God into that conversation using some of the language of Donnings? Um, if you're familiar with that, uh, you know, God, what would you have me to be? And God, what would you have me to do? And trying to tie in all of those pieces of formation and thinking holistically, taking care of yourself as a minister, asking the church to do the same thing, and then working within the community. So I'm looking forward to these conversations. We don't know yet who will guide those conversations in 18 or 19, but we are looking for uh, exceptional leaders and conversations around these uh, as we move forward. This three-year arc is an easy sell for ministers to their churches. I mean, when you stop and consider, it is uh, to the betterment of a minister personally, uh, professionally, and spiritually. Uh, but also think about taking a congregation through your three-year arc as you venture to church works. Really, when you think about it, the opportunities are endless. When you think about a minister and their congregation journeying together an intentional three-year process, what are some things that come to mind for you as you think about this three-year arc? Well, I think what I've learned is I've been uh, with CBF now almost be three years this next year is, um, is, is these topics are topics that, that are relatable to administer in any part of, of their life, um, whether they're just starting or whether they're, they've been doing this for a number of years. But thinking about, first of all, taking care of yourself as a minister, if you're not taking care of you, um, uh, physically, emotionally, and spiritually, then you're not going to be able to do the work God has called you to do. And so that's part of why we're starting with this in 17, of thinking about your own well-being. Um, how do you take care of yourself, but, al but also how do you move from just simply doing the work to actually thriving, doing what you're passionate about, living into the calling God has, has given to you? 
Uh, and so I think that that is a, a great first place for us to start and to remind our ministers um, that you have been called to this work. And it is it is challenging. It's hard work. And it is not always uh, a joyful thing. But most days there should be joy that you find. And if you're not, then then we need to find find out why that is. And there's there's resources available to that in CBF and within CBF partners as well as other wonderful places. But we want to start there. And then we want to think about, you know, how does the congregation move into well-being? And how does the congregation live into its calling where God has placed it and thinking out beyond the walls of the church, beyond the own needs within the people in it, but thinking what are the needs in the church, but then thinking beyond it. So we move into that third conversation of the community and what is God's purpose within the neighborhood God has called it to serve, both the local neighborhood and the global neighborhood. So I think this three art can help a, a minister that comes to, to um, think about this, to go back and have, um, using the theme we used last year, have courageous conversations, um, because we're living in a, in a world right now that desperately needs them. We are watching a world um, that needs ministers to speak truth, to speak the gospel, to speak love, um, and to speak out when they see things that are happening that are not part of the gospel, that are not part of the way of Christ, and to speak those ways. And I'm hoping that church works can be a part of that conversation for our ministry. CBF is certainly growing. We have over 1,800 congregation, which I guess then represents several thousand ministers. But there's still a sense of um, closeness that can come among the ministers that are part of the fellowship. But it is also easy to come to a conference like ChurchWorks and kind of fall in between the cracks and do your own thing. So one of the things that we're trying to do this year is create a hub for people to gather in the networks that they fit in. Uh, so tell us a little bit more about networks and how we're intentionally bringing them together for ChurchWorks. Right. So um, thinking about networks and what we are doing this year intentionally for networks is we are we have space that's been created at the beginning of, of church works and the end of works um, for our networks. So um, the way our schedule works, if, if for those who may not be familiar with church works, is it, it begins on a Monday afternoon after lunch and it ends on a Wednesday uh, right at lunchtime. And so that that 20th through the 22nd in uh, in February is, it runs Monday through Wednesday. So that Monday morning, uh, before we begin, most people are, have arrived. A lot of folks come in either Sunday evening or early Monday morning to be there on time. So we are encouraging our networks, and we've already put together a package of uh, a package deal for networks to gather at the church, to have lunch at the church, to go ahead and gather that morning, to, to um, have space there to do whatever they would like to do as a network, um, whatever choice, whatever program they would like or just to have lunch together. Um, but that way that the network can come together, people can meet one another, meet someone that's doing something common to what they do, whether it be youth or children or whatever, um, so that they can get to meet one another Monday before we begin. And then we'll have the conference uh, that begins Monday, and we typically go straight up until dinner time. But we don't go, in, we don't go into the evening. We, we end by dinner time. Uh, we will encourage people to go into dinner groups on Monday nights to go and have dinner with people they know or perhaps don't know. Um, and that way, dinner is a fellowship time, a time to go out and enjoy the Jacksonville together with people, um, but to not be overscheduled and to have the evening off to uh, enjoy a meal, to enjoy a drink, to enjoy a night in Jacksonville, or to enjoy a night by yourself if that's what you need as well. We understand ministry also is about getting away and taking a break. 
Um, and so that's what we're doing with networks. Uh, there will be that, that structured, structured time, unstructured time. And then on Wednesday, as we close out, we've also given space for networks to meet one more time if they so choose uh, to go through what they've learned and to um, have any space to gather, to think through where they may need to meet uh, for the rest of the year or to gather virtually. Um, or for those who may be in two different ministries in their church, if they need to meet with youth on Monday and meet with children on Wednesday or however that fits, so that that way they're able to accomplish all they need to do uh, the entire time. And we're going to offer this, we're going to continue to build on this, not just in 17, but in 18 and 19. This is a beginning step for us as well. I don't want to speak too boldly about God's providence, but I would say it might be God's providence that Hendricks Avenue is uniquely positioned right near one of the more unique eateries of Jacksonville, Florida, a place called Clark's Fishing Camp, where you can go and eat things like boa constrictor and ostrich eggs and other weird things like that. You you speak very highly of Clark. I mean, all I'm saying is that we should just put Clark's as part of the ChurchWorks advertisement, and it would sell itself, and most likely we'd have our most highest-attended ChurchWorks on record. Okay, maybe if we can't make a part of the advertisement, I'll just uh, have the Church Start Network eat there for one of our gatherings. All right, so for somebody who's new to CBF, tell us about the different types of networks we have. Yeah, so uh, we have networks um, at CBF. if you don't understand or, or know much about our networks, we, we try to allow uh, our networks to form um, more from a, a grassroots type of effort, if that, if that if language works for you. Um, we, we have some that are very formal and some that are very informal. So our, our, probably our most formal network that exists would be the CBF Youth Ministry Network that is actually uh, a dues-paid membership network uh, that has – um, a board has president and uh, and other other members within it that have have roles. Uh, they have their own website as well as a Facebook page, and they've uh, also put on their own event every other year uh, that gathers at Montreat as an event for youth ministers. And so they've they've had a lot of success organizing uh, and finding um, partnership not just through CBF but through uh, groups like Passport. Uh, and other groups to help support them in the work of youth ministers. So we have that kind of a formalized network that exists. And then we have some others that are just really gathering just by being present um, through Facebook and making sure that if you're in a certain ministry, such as if you're a a music minister, um, just getting together through um, knowing one another through Facebook and and trying to gather when we meet at church works or at general assembly or at a state and regional gathering. So um, and then others who are gathered, um, so there's, there's also the Collegiate Ministry Network, there's the Chaplains, there's the Children's Ministry Network, which is moving towards becoming a little more formal at ChurchWorks this year. Um, there's also those groups that gather because of missions, so there's the South African Network, there's the HIV AIDS Network, there's other groups that are uh, forming through the work of, of Ryan Clark and what he does on behalf of Global Missions. Um, so there's quite a few, and, and we continue to want to see more grow, and, and uh, we work alongside these networks to support them, to uh, provide what we can um, through virtu- virtual meeting or giving space at our meetings um, and, and where we can. But we want to see what networks are needed and, and support those where an idea comes up, and these that have existed um, came through an idea of someone coming together and saying, we need a network, and we need to 
talk about having best practices and supporting one another, and that's where they came from, and CBF has been very supportive of that. Uh, and my role at CBF is to provide leadership to that from the staff side, and so I try to keep up with this um, and, and, and lend a hand where I'm able to. Now, is it true you started a new network, Devishly Handsome Ministers for Jesus? Well, that, that's a secret network on Facebook. So, oh, okay. Uh, I... Invite only. Invite only. I understand why I haven't got my membership card yet. Besides the hope of starting a new network uh, like that one, if you were to give just a few words to sell somebody on ChurchWorks, what would they be? So we came up with a tagline um, this year that's, uh, that I think gets at the heart of what we're trying to accomplish. We have ChurchWorks, and it's, a, and it's equip, inspire, renew. And I think those three words hopefully get at the heart of what we're trying to do with our ministers. We want to provide a space for ministers to be equipped, to be inspired, and to be renewed uh, over three days. So that's the hope of CBF when you come to Church Works. Well, I'm sold. Um, <laughs> well, while we still have you, uh, tell us a little bit more about the work you do and some of the resources that CBF offers. Right. So my role is is with resources. Uh, resourcing is in my title. Uh, so I, I, I lead part of the work of, of being a hub of, of connecting to resources along with others in the office. Um, a lot of my work is with um, the curriculum that we either produce or that we are in partnership with. Um, we don't uh, produce a lot of curriculum. The main thing that we produce that you may be that, that listeners may be uh, familiar with are um, our children, uh, children's resources and youth resources. Uh, Spark and Form are our preschool and children resources that are written as curriculum for congregations to use. Um, depending on their context, it can be Sunday school, it can be a uh, missions curriculum for Wednesday nights. Um, it's, it's, it's written in such a way that it gets flexible. Um, but it works and tells the story of field personnel and uh, chaplains church starters and congregations um, in such a way that our children are able to understand the bigger global missions picture of CBF and to connect not only to those stories, but to also help our children understand that they're able to do the work of God in the world um, in their own life today. So it, it, it paints a picture of the work that Global Missions is doing, but also helps to connect children to their own calling in their own way uh, using their own giftedness now. And so um, it's really a good work. Uh, we hire a team of writers. We have good editors that make that happen. And so I help to oversee that. Uh, we also have youth curriculum that we use that's a free download um, that is available on our website called E3. I oversee that work as well as Affect, which is in our uh, fellowship magazine. Uh, at, the, at the back of each edition is a resource that ties into the uh, content uh, every time that that, is, that comes out. We also do a book study um, that has writers uh, as well that's available through our website. And then we partner with people like Smith and Helways and uh, Nurturing Faith and others to, to put out different works uh, based on, on where, where we are going with content. And so that's a lot of the resourcing we do. And then we're um, in current conversation with Ryan Clark and others on Global Missions to think creatively about where we need to go uh, with, with what's next. And so there's some exciting ideas that are coming. Uh, I also work with Harry Rowland uh, with Donnings and that resource, and we continue to think about what's next to help our con congregations with, the, with Donnings, which is a spiritual formation resource to help congregations think about um, inviting God into the process of planning 
and um, and and it's a it begins as a retreat and then moves into a longer conversation for the church itself. And and Donnings has been a very wonderful uh, it's a success for churches for CBF. We have over 200 churches that are engaged in that resource, and uh, we're excited about that. I'm, I'm happy to be a part of that. Uh, I also mentioned fellows, which I work with. So I work with young ministers as a part of our Young Baptist Network, and uh, that's my way of engaging with young ministers. Um, and I, that's a lot of my work. Uh, we meet with that group. Uh, I meet with them once a month as well as uh, about three times throughout the year in person. So, um, And then I'm just available in general. So uh, I can always be reached by email or phone and happy to help a church with any resource that I can help with or point them to whoever in the office or that I know that I can't answer. Well, since you indicated that you're available 24-7, I'll be sure to drop your personal cell phone number and home address in the podcast information on this episode. You can. I typically I typically will answer. I try to, I, as you know, a former staff person, I know how important it is to, to get an answer. So I do my best to respond. Josh, this has been fun and insightful. Thank you for your partnership. Thank you for your friendship. And thank you for all that you do for CBF. Thanks, Andy. appreciate you and your work and your friendship, and uh, glad to be a part of this. You can find more information about ChurchWorks at www.cbf.net, though I'm pretty sure that you could just type in cbf.net and it would get you to where you want to go. This has been a podcast by the Cooperative Baptist Fellowship Church Start Initiative. For more information about CBF and our amazing initiative, visit cbf.net. You can also find us on Facebook at CBF Church Starts. May the compassion of Jesus be with you, the strength of the Spirit dwell within you, and the mercy of God empower you. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.